0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello, friend. It's Adrienne from AdrienneHart.com. And I want to bring you a concept today that we are all too familiar with, and that is the concept of alibis. (laughs) Alibi, where were you at the time of the crime, and what was your alibi? So the first time that I ever heard the word alibi used basically to mean excuse was from Napoleon Hill. Um, Napoleon Hill, he was born way back in 1883, and um, he's had a tremendous impact on me. I'd say he's a, I want to say a virtual mentor, but (laughs) I guess he's not virtual. Um, But he is, because even back then, his lectures are recorded, and I love to listen to his audiobooks. However, listening to his own lectures and his own voice, even though it sounds like a record player or something, you know, the audio is a little crackly, it just has his essence in it. And that essence has had a profound impact on me. Excuse me. So with Napoleon Hill, um, he had set out his life's work. Actually, Andrew Carnegie, um, one of the most wealthiest men, in the world at the time, set him on a, me- on a mission to find out um, what is the recipe for success and to essentially write it down and put it into a book and pass it on to future generations because Andrew Carnegie had more money than he knew what to do with. He spent the first half of his life building up his wealth, and it took him the whole second half of his life to give it all away. Imagine that. The first half of your life to build wealth – in the second half to give it all away. It's beautiful. But it actually tortured him in his um, autobiography. Actually, I don't know if it, I guess it's an autobiography because most of it was from his journal. But it seemed to have, so it was probably just a regular biography, but it was enormous and it was tremendous. And um, it pained him, it tortured him to think that he would die with all that money and probably all the evil that would come to it so he he did a lot of amazing things and built a lot of uh, amazing buildings that are still standing today you may see andrew carnegie's name on a lot of different plaques out there Um, but back to the moral of the story his um, protege i guess maybe is the word napoleon hill Napoleon Hill was charged with this task to find out what, made, what makes successful people successful. And Andrew Carnegie did not pay him to do this. He gave him connections because it's not what you know, it's who you know. So he basically hooked it up with a personalized letter that said, Hey, um, Thomas Edison. Hey, Henry Ford. Let this guy in and let him pick your brain. So that's what he did, and there, he has a few tremendous books, Napoleon Hill, but a, the most famous is Think and Grow Rich, and in Think and Grow Rich, he talks about alibis. In his um, lectures, he talks about alibis, and this is a, a quote from Napoleon Hill. So he says, success requires no explanations. Failure permits no alibis. So when someone accomplishes, they say they're going to accomplish, they don't have to say anything. The results speak for themselves. But failure permits no alibis. Failure permits no excuses. So when someone doesn't complete the task set at hand, when they don't get the job done, when they give up on their goal, They can have all the excuses and alibis they want, but it really doesn't matter because the results still aren't there. So Napoleon Hill says, success requires no explanation and failure permits no alibis. So the definition of an alibi is an excuse usually intended to avert blame or punishment. Hmm. Someone or something that provides a person with an alibi So where were you at the time of the crime? What were you doing? Do you have a good alibi? Do you have a good excuse? And Napoleon Hill says that we're really good at making excuses. As a matter of fact, we're so good at making excuses that we can come up with them right off the cuff. Um, We can convince other people of our excuses or we can try to. But the saddest thing is we convince ourselves of our excuses. So um, that's where we want to go in and do a little brain surgery. And when I mean brain surgery, I mean get into the unconscious mind and fix things up in there so that we can get these results. Because when you start to believe your own alibis, believe your own excuses, there's no hope. So what we want to do is um, really move things around, shake things up in there. The solution is to really see yourself as the person that you want to be. Essentially, speak to your unconscious mind in a way that it understands. Really sell it to yourself. Just like, so for instance, if your goal was to run a mile every day. This is a completely arbitrary goal, but let's just say your goal is to run a mile every day. Why is it that you're doing that? Is it because you just want to run a mile every day and you just want to put a check in the box on the calendar every day? Perhaps there's a little bit of satisfaction there, but ultimately you want to have that longevity. You want to have that uh, ability to run, jump, skip, and play without becoming winded, or perhaps just go up a few stairs a flight of stairs i mean if you're getting winded going up the stairs one flight of stairs um then of course that's a warning sign that we need to go ahead and 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 get healthy so we can get that vitality back so we don't have to say, oh, I have to go all the way upstairs. No, the stairs, we want to tell ourselves that the stairs are an opportunity for exercise, that you prefer the stairs, that when you see an elevator, an escalator, and a set of stairs, you choose the stairs, that you love moving your body, that it feels good to move your body, that you like that burn that you feel in your thighs, that you know that you've just increased your metabolism, that you know you've just increased that heat in your body, and and it feels good and you like it and you know that those sensations that you ha- are having are bringing you towards um healthier, more vital you, a person that you um, are proud of, a person that you look in the mirror and you like what you see. So <laughs> yes, that's a hard sell for going up the steps, right? Like I'm overselling. Well, that's what we want to do to ourselves, just like a child. We want them to eat their broccoli. Well, why do we want them to eat their broccoli? Because it's anti-inflammatory, because it's anti-cancer, because they're going to get vitamins and minerals that they need to grow strong and be intelligent. So we want to tell them all these things. Eat your broccoli. It's good for you. Eat your spinach. It's going to make you strong like Popeye. It's going to make you tall. I mean, when I was a kid, they told me if I ate my crust that my hair would be curly. Now. That only worked on me because I wished I had curly hair. <laughs> but um, you want to sell it to yourself. Whatever your goal is, sell it to yourself. Not the goal so much as the action steps. That part of the uh, the part of the process that is the pain. Tell yourself that you love it. You know, I used to hate <laughs> cooking, and I really had myself convinced that I hated it. And it's a hard sell for me to say, I love being in my kitchen. I love the feel of vegetables in my hand with the water running over them. I love, it's satisfactory to me to cut into that juicy tomato and, you know, to smell the herbs as, as I'm cutting them up and throwing them in the Boiling water. So whatever it is, if we can paint these pictures of how much we love it and that we don't have to do it, that we get to do it. So the solution is to sell it to yourself. Sell it to yourself. So that those alibis, those excuses that they don't even come into play. That What used to be an excuse to not run that mile is now a reason why you do. So literally to flip it, I don't feel good, that's maybe the alibi, and maybe it's a totally legitimate one. Perhaps in this completely arbitrary example, if the person is healthy enough to run a mile or walk a mile, to think that it, that same excuse, that same excuse, I don't feel good enough to run the mile, is the same reason I love to feel good. I know that I feel better in my body when I breathe in all of that air, all of that oxygen, that life-giving oxygen. I know that I feel better after I take that lap. I know that I feel proud of myself. I like that I did what I said I was going to do. I'm that kind of person. So maybe this seems completely ridiculous to you, but probably not because (laughs) I am a huge self-development nerd. I am huge into self-talk. I am huge into learning how to operate this amazing mind that is the gift of our creator, that gives us the ability to accomplish, literally, going back to Napoleon Hill again, whatever you um, can can conceive, you can believe, you can achieve, something to that effect. <laughs> but conceive means to create or originate or recognize in your mind. And to believe means to really believe that you you can realize that dream or that accomplishment, or maybe it's just really small, like that one lap around the track or that one home cooked meal or, um, you know, waking up in the morning and drinking water before you have coffee, whatever that little thing is, it's going to originate in your mind. You're going to pick it up from the ether or you're going to be inspired somewhere. I hope I'm inspiring you here to um, essentially a person, they may have many reasons that they don't stick to the plan that they make for themselves. But what we want to do is bypass that critical factor. We want to pay off the bouncer and we want to get inside. How do you get inside the unconscious mind and convince yourself and sell yourself on these things? you got to pay off the bouncer you got to slip them a hundred dollar bill and next thing you know you're into the club now how do you pay off the bouncer and get inside into the inner mind or the unconscious mind or the subconscious mind well you simply go through a series of relaxation a couple deep breaths a little bit of visualization Um, in my Hypnotic meditation tracks, they will usually have an induction. We can talk more in another episode about what an induction is. There are so many types of inductions. Induction is just a really fast way to get you into a theta state where it's almost like a REM sleep or a, or an almost REM sleep. Um, a trance, those kinds of uh, terminologies are used to describe this this state akin to sleep and once you're there you can just talk to your inner mind um, and one of the best ways to do that is with a hypnotic meditation or with a hypnotherapist but um, you know depending on the time the money um, even if you could work with a hypnotherapist once a week or once a month ultimately it's not enough uh, repetition repetition Repetition. Repetition (laughs) is the language of the inner mind. So if you've heard a million times in your life that you're stupid, you're not good enough, that you're a failure, um, it doesn't matter how much you try to resist or overwrite those thoughts. They are in there. So what we want to do is um, introduce new repetition and rewrite these programs. Rewind that VCR tape and hit record, and put the new program on there, or download the new the new app that has the upgrades with the bug fixes. Right? Sometimes our programs they just have a bug. Um, a developer puts them out, and they realize oop, there's a glitch there, and they they email you and say, hey, there's a new version, or you get a notification, there's a new vi- version. And it doesn't completely delete the old one. It overwrites it. It upgrades it. Um, and what happens when you have a new program? It runs the program. It runs the program. And that's what your mind does. It runs the program. Does life feel like deja vu? Do you feel like you've been <laughs> maybe in the same relationship rut? And I don't just mean with your significant other, maybe with a parent or a sibling or a friend and you've let go of that friend and now you have a new friend and they're treating you just the same way or you've lost all the weight and then you've gained it all back because we're just replaying loops over and over and over in our minds and at a certain point with some intention, um, with some meditation, with some prayer perhaps, um, with the guidance of a friend or Um, a practitioner, we can begin to see these patterns and then we can just be really intentional about overwriting them. So last night I listened to a hypnotic meditation to stop caring what other people think of me. You know, nine times out of 10, when I don't record a podcast, it's because I feel very naked. I feel very vulnerable. So I'm gonna just go be myself and hope that the people listening are okay with that. Well, that's not even the right mindset. No, I need to like not care what anyone thinks and just be who I am and believe in who I am and let the fruit of that be what it is so um how much do you hold yourself back because you worry about what someone else thinks of you or you're worried about being judged well guess what (laughs) you're judging everyone and everyone's judging you that's if they're even if you're even in their frame of consciousness um 99 of the time no one's thinking about you they're completely self-involved and they're thinking all about themselves. So just I assure you, no one's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. Let me say that again. No one, no one is thinking about you more than you're thinking about you. So we get ourselves into these, um, these ruts where we hold ourselves back. We have a dream inside or we have even... You know, let's not call it a dream. We have a goal, right? (laughs) And like we're afraid to even say it because we just don't even want to fail again. And we certainly don't want to fail publicly. But the truth is this. It's your life. No one else can live it for you. And if it's your own mind that's holding you back, if it's your own thoughts, if it's the stories that you're telling yourself, I can't do it. I can't get healthy because I can't put that content on the Internet because I can't get that next certification or go back to school because I'm too old. I'm this. I'm that. Well, you know what? Then that's all true for you. But ultimately, it's still your life. It's still your responsibility. And what does that mean? It means your ability to respond and the way that I respond. And I, and I, believe me. If it's not for you, it's not for you. The passion that is in my heart that's been there since the year 2000 when I decided to get certified in hypnotherapy, the passion is this, to teach people that they have this incredible mind that can give them everything they want, everything. And I don't mean that it's a um, a, a lamp from Aladdin, some kind of like magical wish lamp. No. It's a supercomputer that's bigger than Google. It's insane. It's like ridiculous. They still, they meaning technology, they cannot create anything that comes close to the human mind. The ability to take in all of these millions, if not billions of bits of information and process them and communicate and see and understand and then when you add in the spiritual component, that it's even more than just a supercomputer. Um, Napoleon Hill, I loved that he was so far ahead of his time. One of the things that he talked about was our minds being a receiving set, like a station, like on the radio, and that you could kind of tune your mind to a particular frequency. And it's so amazing because that is – exactly what's going on just like on your cell phone right if everything's there all the time or just on the radio the jazz station is on 99.2 and then the sports station is on 100.3 or whatever i'm making up those numbers because i don't listen to the radio but (laughs) um it's there all the time that jazz music is kind of in the air we're going to call it the air so to speak in the atmosphere Um, so is that sports station and all of the other hundreds of stations, but it's just, what are you tuned into? So does the radio just go on by itself? No, you tune into it. And just like with your mind, you can tune into it. You can be intentional. You can consume particular content. That's going to be helpful for you. You can choose to shut off content and people that are not helpful helpful for you. So I hope that this episode number 41 um, helped you to get a little bit pumped about the power of your own mind. And um, just to recap, alibis, excuses, we want to replace them with reasons, we want to sell to ourselves like we would a little kid (laughs) telling them that they need to brush their teeth so their teeth don't fall out or so that the tooth fairy comes or whatever story we're spinning to them. We need to spin a story to ourselves. We need to sell it to ourselves consciously and unconsciously by paying off that bouncer with some relaxation and going inside and rewriting the tape. So I want you to know that today, is a fork in the road it's a fork in the road you can see that if you go in one direction it's green and bright and sunny and happy and if you go in another direction maybe it's something else but you stand there right now at the fork in the road and you can be intentional about what direction you want to take so with that. I'm going to go with a uh, goodbye from Carol King and just remind you to wake up every day with a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart. And that's what I'm going to do today. Be blessed. <music>